Bluff City NIL is an official partner of Coaching for Literacy, a nonprofit organization using the power of sports to impact childhood literacy. You can read more about them at coachingforliteracy.org or follow them on social media at Coaching for Literacy. Your donations to Bluff City NRL are 100% tax deductible because of our partnership together. So we thank you for supporting Memphis Tiger student athletes and helping promote the monumental cause of childhood literacy. Welcome to Tigers Untapped, a Bluff City Media podcast. Stepping up to the microphone are your hosts, TJ Willis and Trey Lasley. Pull up your chair, grab your favorite brew, and enjoy the conversation. Now, let's get to the show. TJ, what up? Episode 22, Double Deuce. Look at that, man. 22. Who's a sports jersey 22 that stands out? The first one that comes to mind is besides Deuce McAllister. Okay. I was going to say besides Brandon Thomas, but you went with an Ole Miss running back. Well, so, I was thinking more of like the NFL days, but yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't, I can't think of any others. Nathaniel Calhoun. What number was he? Nathaniel Calhoun. Duke Calhoun. Oh. Uh, it was 22 yeah okay. was he made me question myself wow. for a second. there you go i forgot that let's go that's it that's the cool answer duke huh duke Calhoun, brother yeah heck local yeah. memphis uh raleigh egypt product what's he doing now he had a stint with the giants remember that mm-hmm. as a special team he did um we actually looked him up not that long ago on Instagram. Isn't he he's a doctor? Slinging, yeah, something like that. It's something like that. Yes, hey, I don't Duke, think he's a doctor, but Doctor Duke, if you're listening, hit us with a, a DM or something. Let us know what you're up to these days. I see it right here at that's Doc Duke on Instagram. Doctor Duke Calhoun to you. I mean, he had true. a stint with the Raiders. I don't remember that. Oh, he's a. He's a bully breeder and a real estate investor. Okay. There you go. What he's doing these days. Speaking of doing these days. Bully would be pit bull, right? Not bulldog. I don't know. That's misleading. Yeah. Bully. I'm going to say that's a pit breeder. I don't know though. All right. What's the brew tonight? It is dark. I tell you that much. This looks like motor oil. This is a uh, meddlesome under pressure vanilla porter. Wow, that is just not something we've had before. No, we have not. Not anything like this. And I, I don't want to ruin it, but TJ, that's like a, that's like cake. That is something. Speaking is... of, uh, wow. Speaking of under pressure, I think that takes us into our our first thing, our first topic of the day. Is Penny Hardaway under pressure with the decision he has to make? In regards to? One Mikey Williams. Oh, Mikey, what are you doing, man? And what I was under the impression when this came out, it had happened overnight. 
last week. When did this break? Was it oh. Thursday, Friday, yeah. whenever it was? I was the impression it happened the night before. This is from like two or three weeks ago. Yeah. And it's just I, like, I don't know. Where the cookie I, crumbles, man. You know, he's a, a teenager, 18-year-old kid. He's got millions. Yeah. yeah he, bought, he bought a house out there in San Diego, right? I think him and JJ were living in it together or something. He bought yeah. like a couple, I don't know, $1.8 million house or something like that, 3,500 square feet. I don't, I, I've seen some details. There's not a ton of information around what happened, but it sounded like maybe it might've been Mikey's house. He had some, there were people over at the house, wouldn't leave. Argument ensues, car speeding away. <laughs> Mikey fires a shot at the vehicle, which uh, does that I, mean he shot at the vehicle or he just popped it in the air? I don't know. No, the car was hit. I think in the report, the oh, car was wow. hit. Really? Okay. Well, who yeah, pulled I the trigger? Know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, at this point, if it's been a couple of weeks and Mikey's been arrested, I would say that they've got pretty uh, damning evidence that says that Mikey was the one that pulled the trigger. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting, right? Because everything that's come out so far, they're not denying it, right? No one is saying, uh, you know, his lawyer's not saying Mikey didn't do this. You know, that's well, not the route say- they're going. He did say the truth will come out or something like that in that letter that they released. Didn't he yeah. say something to that effect? Yeah. Which is the, not, it, not necessarily where you're going with like, hey, he didn't do it, but yeah, like the truth will come out as a little like, what does that mean? I don't know. I, I, did the other car have a gun? None of this is relevant, right? True. Whatever. I mean, it, when it's all said and done, Penny's going to have to make a decision of, do you keep Mikey? And I don't know how long this is. The legal battle is going to go back and forth. Is it going to be dropped down to just one felony as opposed to five? But it, it could be dropped to nothing. I have no clue. I, I don't know what happened. But just being in that situation alone is is that's tough. Very tough. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't. It is. It's tough. Like the whole, you know innocent until proven guilty but like how long is something like this going to take to sure go through the court system and like determine what's at or is it going to get dropped and whatever like and it's also like not that penny was on the firing end of it but he had a sort of a similar-ish situation involving a gun his freshman year at memphis where he got shot Mm -hmm. so like does he kind of understand i don't know i'll say this i saw it is very it sucks. Yeah. Um, you never want something like this to happen by any means. But I will say this. I saw like a video. I guess it was from like two or three years ago where Mikey was talking about his dad and like how good. Supposedly his dad was like the number two overall recruit in California, had offers from UCLA, USC, and got caught up in some gang activity or something. Had to serve 10 months in prison and like basically wiped his career out. And so it's like, Gosh, you had that. You know that story about your dad. And then it's in the moment of frustration, anger, whatever it was, like just to make mm-hmm. a dumb decision that could really, truly, like totally change your future. I don't know. It just sucks. It does suck. And it and it's not like it sucks from like a Memphis standpoint. It sucks from just like you're still an 18-year-old kid. Like, yes, you have millions. 
yeah. you probably don't need to go to college in the first place, like from a career standpoint kind of thing. But um, it could have helped them, right? And now you're at the point where no one could take you. You may not be able to go to college because you'll be in prison kind of thing. So not yet. Yeah, we'll see what it's five. Right now it's five felony charges. Is that right? Because there were five people yeah. in the car. Um, yeah. it'll, it'll probably get brought down to one, but still. What do you do if you're it's also you like, do? I don't that's So, and I said this the other day in the discord, like how exhausting is it to be a college basketball? Coach? I mean, that's why I think you see like Shashevsky, Roy, Jay, Wright, Like even uh freaking Jim up in the queue. Like, I think that's why you see these guys retiring. There's, it's a lot. I mean, given the NIL and transfer portal, sure. Like, it's just a lot to keep. So I'm just imagining like, cause I, I doubt it. I mean, even if it happened, what I think it was the end of March, it was like March 27th is when the official date of what happened. Well, like, I don't, I doubt Penny knew about it until we all found out about it. So it's like, he wakes up last Thursday morning and is like, are you kidding me? Yeah. I don't know how you handle it. I, I mean, cause you can't honestly like, let's be real. You can't sit here and wait to try to see what happens before making a decision, right? Because if you wait and you get towards the basketball season mm-hmm. and you've kept him on as a part of the team, but like, then you fall into the whole, like, do I play him until we figure out what's happening? Or you make it all the way to that point, you've held on to the scholarship to give him. And then he is convicted and has to spend 10 months or whatever in prison. Then it's like, well, now you're really SOL. So like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how you handle it. I when think, you go ahead and cut ties now, but then it's like, I don't. Yeah, I think if you're going to do it, you may as well cut ties now. And I think that's mostly because there's no pros to keeping him around, right? Like, yes, he's talented, but yeah. if you look at uh, the the point per average leading score, who, who what website did I use? Uh, sports reference. So if you look at sports reference and look at the freshman leading scores, uh, only two freshmen appeared in the top 10, or excuse me, two freshmen to score in the top 100 points per game, Brandon Miller and a guy from Lamar. And there was only four freshmen in the top 200 scores. And when it's all said and done, like outside of those two anomalies between Brandon Miller, like Brandon Miller, like, the Brandon Miller, who's probably one of the top picks in the NBA draft, and then yeah. some guy you've never heard of. Outside of that, it's it's not like you're going to get much from a freshman guard. And I just at a position you need immediate help. I, I just yeah. don't know that you're going to get that from from Mikey. And that's not to say he's not talented. It's just saying that statistically, what you want him to do is not it's not common. It's not common at all. If you compare it to uh, Last year's number 26 in the class, Jaden Bradley, played 20 minutes per game and only averaged six and three. And that may be your best case scenario. And that's 20 minutes per game. And 21 was Brandon Huntley Hatley Hatfield, Brandon Huntley Hatfield at yeah. UT, who played 13 minutes a game and had four points and 0.3 right. assists. So, like, yeah. what's the real, you know, What's the trade-off here? Like, what, what, is the juice worth the squeeze? Because statistics say no, not really. Sure. I mean, the other thing to think, like, 
if Mikey's gone, what happens with JJ, right? They seem to be like connected at the hip. So it's, if you cut Mikey, are you cutting JJ yeah. too? So now you're opening up two spots. Which, yeah, that's interesting. Let's be honest. It's not, it wouldn't necessarily be the worst thing ever, I would say, at least from my perspective. But I, I yeah. mean, you are getting, you're running, we're, three weeks away from the portal closing, I think. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I think only so many more are going to be added in. What's theirs there. And like we said, we've talked about before, like you want to get your team together and on campus and getting accustomed to one another, working out, playing over the summer as quickly as you can. Try to avoid some of these late additions. So I, I don't know. Yeah. It'll be very interesting to see what happens. I mean, I would say at least in the immediate, he's probably already. I mean, you gotta kind of already start reaching out to people and and putting feelers out there of whether you know or not right away. But I mean, with the assumption that uh, Mikey wouldn't be back. I mean, just think of it from a national perspective, like how much flack and heat Bama was getting and. I'm not saying or condoning anything Brandon Miller did, but like he didn't fire a gun at anybody and people were yeah. calling for him to sit out. Right. Like ultimately I know that, you know, that resulted in the death of an innocent young lady, but like he didn't pull a trigger. Mikey did. Sure. And I think you, I don't you know. bring up a good point there. Like the uh, other, the other thing I've seen too, is people like go ahead, cut it and reach out to, uh, Atari or, Arterio Morris and it's like is that much he, better <laughs> is it like what kind of I mean he's about to have to have a court date for an assault charge as well so yeah. I don't know that you can you do that can you cut Mikey and then take Morris on because what kind of what kind of stuff are we saying here if we do something like that right so like I don't it's definitely not a situation that makes me envy penny hardaway at all right now like having to do that just in general like we've said like just roster reconstruction in general every year with the portal year not even taking into account stuff like this like sure it's crazy I, i think you bring up a good point because even if mikey is innocent and penny keeps him around or let's say let's just say worst case scenario everything is dropped big misunderstanding you're going to go into the season and there's people are still going to mention that like that's kind of, that kind of stuff doesn't just go away right yeah. now. Maybe he can shut him up if he averages 15 points a game, you know, something outrageous. You can kind of shut that up. But if it lingers, let's say it doesn't all get dropped and it lingers into the, the, the season. It's just negative publicity. I don't think you really want that around the team. <sighs> Again, I just can't find a pro for it. I, I hate that for the kid because I don't want him to necessarily be punished for it. But like at the same time, it's like, you know, you sleep in the bed you make. Like you, you this is avoidable. Like this could have been completely avoidable. And we're at a point in time where we're asking uh, Caleb Mills or Mikey, who's going to be the starting point guard? You know, we're not talking about, hey, is Mikey going to be in jail? You know, it's yeah. just, it's a damning thing and uh, it sucks. But it may be telling that they're reaching out to Raekwon Battle, though, right? I mean, they're, they're still reaching out to guards. Yeah, but even with that, you know, I mean, we talked about it a couple of times. Like, even if Mikey's coming, you still feel like you m- maybe need at least one more guard in a center, right? So, like, mm-hmm. 
I don't know if that necessarily says, you know, Penny's leaning one way or the other. I do think, though, that he tends to have a bigger heart than most and, like, wants to give kids the benefit of the doubt and a second opportunity sure. and that kind of thing. So that does make me feel like, you know, he's going to be, I don't want to say lenient because he's not, like, in the program. So it's not hey, like he would come here and get punished or whatever. But, like, I don't know. Just maybe not necessarily cutting him loose, I guess. But we'll see. I think is is he supposed to have his first court date next week or something? Don't let me lie. Um, anyway, we'll keep a we'll keep an eye on it. We'll see. Like we said, the portal's still active. So um, you said the twentieth. Yep. So That's this week. Wednesday. So hey, Thursday, maybe by yeah. next. Maybe by next uh, next episode, we might have some yeah. additional info and in, in, uh, understanding where we're headed. All right. Well, we've talked uh, about some roster or mentioned roster makeup. Um, Tej has been pushing this in the Discord. If you aren't in the Discord, insiders only. Sign up. You get 10% off your first year. Uh Promo code TJ and Trey, all caps. TJ's been questioning and wants to know why, if you've got a little bit of what I would say is an advantage, why not make Ashton and Jaden walk ons and free up two Scollies? I think you mentioned it, uh, at least from a Jaden perspective last week, but. I see where you're coming from. And I don't know. I don't know. What's tuition at the University of Memphis these days? Especially if your parent is an employee. I mean, what? You get like half off? I mean, what, we're talking what does change. It, it's not just a parent, okay. though. Is Penny Hardaway your dad? So. It's not like you and I are paying tuition for a child. This is a millionaire. Who's consistently pulling in an extra million off Look, shoes? I don't know his his financial breakdown. I don't know it's, what it's his, good. It's real. I don't good. know if he makes Jaden pay for his own stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just saying. I don't know that. I don't know if Penny would pay it. Maybe Jaden would have to pick up a job. Mm. Well, hear me but out. But I will if say, familiar. I get your point. You got 13 scholarships. If two of those are taken up by the coach's sons. And then you also have walk-ons. Why not take away two walk-ons who, let's be real, are essentially, I mean, sure, in practice, maybe. But, like, wouldn't you rather have two scholarship-quality players as walk-ons and then open up two spots? I, I see what you're saying. What game was it we got in super low depth? And we were like, uh-oh, Connor Glennon's going to have to play. We joked about it. And it's I mean, because we it didn't happen. have enough – not this past season, but last year at East Carolina when uh, is that who it was? I remember it was yeah it was not that long. T.D. Ago. Jacobs had to go in the game. Exactly. Or what, was that his name? Yeah, it's Darius Jacobs. Yeah, he had to play like fifteen minutes or something. He scored a couple buckets too. He looked decent. That's probably yeah. all his his transfer portal tape is that game. Look, my the whole argument was that Penny has a, a unique advantage yeah. here. I'll put this. Yeah. You may be onto something with we didn't even mention this. Old Seaglen hit the portal. Yeah, you have no so walk on. You, you got on a walk on. You got two. Oh, you have two spots open. Yeah, because yeah, Tadarius hit it too. But Connor, that one came out of nowhere. 
He learned all he year. needed to from Penny, man. He's out of here. Grad. Yeah, you got two open walk-on spots. I'm just saying. You have a, a unique situation where two guys are definitely worthy of scholarship, without question. But that's not necessarily the argument I'm trying to make. The argument is, how can I make this roster as talented as possible? And that's with 15, it's a fair statement, a 15 scholarship-worthy players. And you can get away with it because two of them aren't going to be like, hey, I'm now labeled as a walk-on. Because they're your sons. They get it. They, you know, they have, they have, they have had the scholarship option. Right, Tyler schools from your Tyler school. first forty eight Harris did Tyler, it. yeah. Are you telling me he wasn't worthy of a scholarship? No, he knew he was worthy of a scholarship. He just went elsewhere. I'm just saying. Yeah, I don't. I know it's not likely, but I don't think it is like. I mean, also, what? There was always so much confusion around. Has Jaden previously been a walk on or not? I think he was think right for. He was, and he uh-huh. wasn't, and he was, but he actually wasn't. I don't know. I get it from no, like a, if you feel like you deserve, it's sort of like a right, a righteous, like not righteous, like a right of passage kind of like if you earn the scholarship, yeah. you're on scholarship, right? Like, and I, I mean, Ashton's what, like almost, he's like a top 100 kid. He definitely, I scholarship worthy without question. I think somebody else said this in the discord, which is true. Like if it was, if his last name wasn't Hardaway, we would not even probably be mentioning him being a walk on. Right. No. Like, Oh, that's perfectly fine. Ta- what, yeah. We act like which Tyler is, Harris didn't exist. I know. I'm just saying, I get where you're coming from. It makes sense to me. If I was the head coach, his last name a millionaire, a faculty of the university where I get 50% off, probably. I would probably do it. If you're if I if I can get 15 scholarship worthy players out of 13 scholarships, I'd do it. I'm just saying. Unique situation. I don't think it's likely. It's probably not going to happen. In fact, I, I would say it's not going to happen. Couldn't you but, still just like print off a fake scholarship and give it to them? Do you get something for a scholar like a certificate that says you're on scholarship? How does that work? No. You have your score. Anytime those videos come out where like a walk on earns a scholarship in football, don't they like give them something? It's just like, congratulations, you've earned it. It's like those FedEx training courses we have to do <laughs> that make you print off the congratulations you completed the yes or no question. I don't know. Good it's point. not like a letter, right? You don't get like an actual anything. I don't know. I really have no clue. <sighs> TJ, you're not helpful. Reach out to the uh, compliance officer, whoever deals with that. I mean, there's no benefit. They don't get like added insurance. They don't get more meals. I mean, sure. I'm just trying to build a sick, dope roster. Okay. And we're taking all the spots available. Okay. So say it happens. Who are you adding? Hmm. We that would so we have what we have two spots right now. If Jaden and Ashton stay on scholarship, if Mikey is cut loose, you have to assume JJ's gone. So that's two more. You're at four, and then you push Jaden and Ashton to walk on. You're looking at six open scholies right now. That's a lot. It is a lot. 
And you already have 47 um, dudes who are wings between the height of 6'5 and 6'9. I know. So what do you do? What do you do in that situation? Do you get three point? You got six. You get three point guards and three big men? No. You got all um, the wings in the world. I think you are absolutely going after center. And in this hypothetical world, I'll just say Russell Chiwa. I, I just, okay. Glad you brought it up. Bartorvik. I've been doing a little Segway. bit of, yes, I've been doing a little bit of roster cash cast, AKA the sausage maker is what they call it. I'm not sure what that's all about, but I like the name. Any get, okay. We are currently as roster is, which includes Mikey and JJ still. And Tyler, who I don't know if you guys have been uh, keeping up, has not signed still. Um, Today's the last day, by the way, I think. And, I mean, we are approaching two and a half hours until the day's over. So, I'm going to say he's still not signing. We are currently sitting in Bartorvik with our roster at 42nd overall. That's fine. So, I'm with that, if I add your boy Russell Sheway from South Florida, any guesses as what he takes us up to? Just him alone. This doesn't include adding a group. We're at Just, 43 now. We're at 42 right now. 42? I added Sheway. 40. Took us to 38. So you're up four yeah. spots. Now, let me give you another name. You're very familiar with, okay, and all Musa Cisse. Sure. So take Shiway off, replace him with Cisse. Same roster we have right now, where you probably still need another guard, and we're up to 26. Just adding Musa. Yeah. And I'm I'm curious curious how much of that fringe top 25 team, and then you still add one more guard. Let me throw a uh, a Raekwon battle on there with Cisse, and let me tell you what that does. Give me half a second, TJ. Fill in here with some content. Yeah, no, I'm curious with how it factors that in. Like if you were to look at Jamarian Sharp instead of Cissé, like I wonder if it's pulling in their 247 or Rivals or on three, whoever. Is it based off their current transfer status or is this based off recruiting status coming out? No, it's based off this previous year's. Uh, like offensive rating and usage numbers and stuff. That there's no way that's right. (laughs) Okay, it didn't. It didn't add Cisse. Let me do it again. (laughs) If you add just Raekwon Battle with nobody else, it does the same as Shiway. It took us to thirty-eight spots, whatever. Yeah. If you add Battle and Musa, you go from 42 it's not working I don't know what the hell's going on folks it's tough out here I'm, I'm gonna have to re- I'm gonna have to report some goofiness on this thing because it just ain't ain't letting me add both of them all right so We've mentioned a couple of names, Jamarian Sharp, Chiway, Musa Cisse. We reached out um, to uh, Isaiah Maurice 2.0. Just count me out, man. We have enough 6'7", six, 6'8", six, 
wings. Yeah, forwards, I'm, not, whatever you want to call I'm not about it. He had the one, what, he he got hot in that That's Sweet the... 16 game for Kansas yes. State. And, I mean, what has he done the rest of the year? I don't know. I had, I didn't watch a whole lot of him. Nothing. No, look, he's, he hasn't done anything. That's the issue. Did you know that Alexis Yetna is in the portal? How does this dude really? still have freaking – how does he have any eligibility left? Dude, I don't – it will not let me add Musa. This is absurd. Yeah, well, that's probably a sign that he's not coming back, Trey. You're right. You'd also on. have I would to, take him back, but he's, also, a, he's a waiver. Yeah, he would, he would need one, right? You don't get to just transfer yeah. back to where you had initially had come from, right? Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't imagine so. There Wait, so are, where did where's Yetna now? Was he at Seton? Hall? He went South Florida to Seton Hall, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Dude, he's gonna be twenty five. I mean, that's basically yeah, yeah. It's DeAndre two point DeAndre status, and he averaged eight and eight. But yeah, that's another six nine. Which that worries me line. though. I, I'm, and this kind of leads me to where I was gonna go with point guard as well is. I'm not confident that the center nor the point guard that we'll end up with are in the portal yet. Because if you look at, well, they better get to getting on. There's plenty of portal time. time. No, there's plenty of time, man. I mean, at this point, what are you waiting on? It's that's a good question. Um, And if if they're in there, like I'm assuming it's going to be someone older than younger, if that makes sense. So. Anyone that's a sophomore or a freshman, I would I would probably filter out. I'm I mean, looking the only for a fifth year guy, junior, senior. Yeah. Kind of thing. Or there's always there's always the get NBA feedback, right? And then sure transfer guys too. Yeah. So that's all always a possibility. I mean, most of those have probably already stated that's their intention. So you we you know we're likely to know about those. Um already but you know I, I mentioned his name earlier when talking about guys ranked 26 and i wouldn't take him which is kind of funny but if Jaden bradley were interested i'd probably go after Jaden bradley he's young but he is the upside of mikey without the ugly side of mikey if that makes sense but he's also like you don't have he's he's got a year under his belt yeah, on a very good team playing significant minutes. I mean, yeah, that that's kind of the the pro to it all. You, and you don't have three million fans coming at you when he's not playing, you know, 15, 20 minutes a game. Because whoever starts a point guard, if Mikey does come, I hate that we're taking them back to Mikey, but let's say Mills starts a point guard and he struggles early on, that's 30 million Twitter fingers coming at you saying, this is why you should be playing Mikey. Yeah, I just don't want to get involved in that. Give me what did Jay? What did Jaden do against us? Against us? Um, you would ask the game log. He had seven hundred minutes. Wow. Against us, that's a lot of minutes. We didn't. No, we didn't even go to overtime. Oh, uh, ten and ten and five. I mean, that's a productive night. This is a freshman, so I'm with it. One or two from three, three or seven from the field. I mean, I would take it. Anytime you can get a kid that's already played a year in a college system over a, a new incoming freshman, 
I take it. Do we is uh Trey still at IMG? Draper? No. Yeah. He was doing uh broadcast stuff this year. I couldn't remember. There's a lot of, there's a lot of IMG guys in there. So I'm trying to think if we have a tie to Jaden Bradley in any way that I can think of. Gotcha. I mean, he may have been there when Bradley was there. Was Bradley at IMG? Yeah. Well, then Trey may have a connection. I just don't think he's there anymore. I think he's, uh, I think he's doing broadcast stuff back here. Give me him and this freaking Efton Reed guy, seven footer out of IMG. I will take a seven footer any day of the week. I don't know. Uh, all right. Anyway, we got three weeks. Roster's not constructed yet. Who knows what's going to happen? Are we going to have Mikey? Are we going to have JJ? Will Penny listen to TJ and make Jaden and Ashton walk-ons? Who knows? Time will tell. <laughs> but we also had some other significant basketball news, Tej. Some scheduling updates. Penny is constructing a heck of a non-conference slate next year. Announced that we will play at Missouri in a home-to-home matchup where they will return to FedEx form the following season. And then a matchup with – if you're in the Discord, you will – this has been discussed. Hashtag fraudulent. I don't know how much truth there is to that when you have a national title to your name. But I guess Kevin Ollie could be fraudulent as well. Uh, Tony Bennett and the Virginia Cavaliers will travel to FedEx form probably next December, I guess. That would probably be like a December game, but – Two pretty marquee, definitely, I would say, quad one uh, games right there. But that just adds to an already pretty uh, pretty impressive non-conference with you got Vanderbilt in the form. You got A&M, Texas A&M in college station. You're playing down in Oxford uh, against Ole Miss. And then you were in the battle for Atlantis, which includes Arkansas, who has been hitting the portal hard. I mean, they've taken several guys that we were looking at with. Uh, I mean, I know Kluke uh, Battle or Battle ended up there, right? Yeah. And then uh, Davenport from Cincy's there too now. I mean, sheesh. Uh, so Arkansas in that battle for Atlantis, Villanova, North Carolina, Michigan, Oklahoma, Stanford. And yep. the powerhouse of Northern Iowa. So shaping up to pre a pretty daggum good non-conference slate, which, I mean, we've talked about it. Given losing Houston, Cincy, UCF, like, I think you got to start scheduling that way at a conference if you're going to be like a one or two bid at most league, probably. Yeah, that and what sucks about that is that we're sitting here talking about we don't know who the point guard's going to be. And you're facing it, a pretty tough schedule early on, and you don't have seemingly anyone penciled in there yet. Amen. So I would, amen. I would be a little worried about that. But I am, yeah. The schedule, those, those, those Q1 opportunities, hype, though, it's hyping me up, but not having a fully constructed roster and not knowing who the heck is going to make up our entire team has me real nervous about those games. You, mm. 
So I'll, I'll say this just because since we're on the topic and, and shout out to Jason Munz for getting it first because I haven't seen it anywhere else. But there is potentially a neutral site game in 2025. Mason Jones uh, from the Missouri. I saw that. That's weird. It's set. I mean, it's like not decided yet that both programs have to mutually agree to it at like at what yeah. point do they do they play these two and they're like, okay, yeah, let's play a neutral site game. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, someone's gonna get blown out by thirty. Yeah, and then like, no, we're not playing. <laughs> yeah, like what's the timeline on that? When are we gonna figure that yeah. out? Also, what's I'm assuming when they say neutral site, it'll be St. Louis, and it's like St. Louis. Yeah, is it really neutral site? No, I mean, what's more neutral than that? Could we get somewhere that's like equal Jones distance? <laughs> yeah, we'll get Missouri to come play. At uh, what's the, what's the arena over in Jonesboro? I have no clue. I, don't I could probably look it up. Either. I wonder if Columbia, Columbia to Little Rock, you think? You know where we could play, which would be pretty neutral. What's that? Is over there near Cherokee Village, Arkansas, Hardy. Technically Highland. If you play that little Highland High School, has a pretty legit, like. Probably two thousand seater, man. Probably two thousand seater. Get like a thousand from each school would be bumping in there. I'll tell you what, we may be onto something here. Arbondale, Illinois. Branson. They got an say Carbondale, Illinois. Oh, bro, Branson. You kidding me? I'm literally trying to find the closest dead middle spot where it's an equal travel and there's a college in Carbondale. That's Southern Illinois, I believe. You can play at Southern Illinois. It's three hours and a, three and a half hours from each, from Memphis and Columbia. We're good. Mm-hmm. I just solved the world's problems. Okay. That's just fair. like that. What are we talking about? It's going to be in St. Louis if they agree. It's going to be in But when we beat them next year and then the following year, they're going to opt out. Also, let me ask you this. There were several people salty <laughs> about us scheduling this Missouri basketball game, giving them a home and home, given them backing out of coming to the Liberty Bowl. Or sorry, Simmons Bank this season. Do you have any issues with scheduling them in basketball after what occurred with the football team? I'm definitely torn. I'll, I'll admit that I'm torn on it. I want the basketball team to have the best possible. I want both teams to have the best possible schedule, right? Um, I think in terms of leverage, Memphis basketball has more leverage over Missouri basketball. And I think that Missouri football has more leverage over Memphis basketball because in the, in that football situation, it was either take the, um, take the neutral site game or nothing. And then you're going to have to find some other scrub-a-dub team to fill that void. Yeah, but I'll say this. I mean, I I don't know who it was over in the athletic building over off Normal Street, but, I mean, Missouri easily could have just canceled the game and paid us $250. That's, I mean, that's what the cancellation fee was. So that's what I'm keep, saying. Like, it's either keep nothing that or game, something. Yeah, keep that game in, in St. Louis. So you're still playing an SEC-caliber team. I get it's not at home, but it's a very easy travel game. 
and you're getting a milli on top of it, like somebody's yeah. got some negotiating power over there. And it ain't just all it. on Missouri's side. Well, I, I get it from those that are mad because from a, like a, I mean, a Silverfield standpoint, too. like yeah. he was selling that games to kids. Like, hey, we got Missouri coming in here. We got an SEC team coming in here. And then all of a sudden you don't have that. And now you look like a jackass and you're having to go back and say, hey, hey, sorry, let me not throw my AD under the bus, but I got to explain to you that that's how these things work sometimes. Or you just take it back to your team and say, look how damn scared they were to come into our house. So let's go beat their ass in St. Louis. Amen. Amen, brother. I get it. Trust me. I get it. Except the last time we went relatively close there, they stomped us. Albert O., yeah. Albert, oh there. my God, he's open again. I was there. It was disgusting. It was also maybe the windiest day in the history of the world that day. It was so windy in that stadium. Well, I mean, I, I don't know if Brady tried to throw a Brady bomb and it went like 11 yards. It was 34 yards short of where he was intending to throw it because it just hit a wall of air. Just straight line wins. Well, was it only windy against us because Drew locked in? Yeah, it was. I, it was wild. It, whatever direction we were going, the wind was straight in our face every time. They kept it was switching. It was wild. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it also didn't help that Henderson got hurt on like the first series of the game. We're talking about whatever when he. 16, 2018, whatever it was, 2017. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, I'll say this. I I understand frustration. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, it's a marquee. It's a good basketball matchup. Sure. It's You can call it regional. I mean, yeah, they're like six hours away. But it's, you know, I don't think it. we've had some history there playing. I can remember – I think it was Will Bow in the Discord said he remember going to the Memphis, Missouri games growing up. I remember exactly what he's talking about at the pyramid. Like it's a big time game. Um, I think you take it. It's a quad one SEC opponent, an sure. opportunity to beat that conference again. Like, and let's be honest. Like at this point, I've gotten over the whole Missouri football thing. Like Never. we're getting paid a million dollars. The game is on the schedule. I'm gonna go to it. It's gonna be fun. It sucked in that moment, but like I'm not dwelling on it anymore. Let's move on. With All right. Transitioning into football with that. Dude, it's game week. I don't know if you saw it. I got the throwback number 14 freshman set with the authentic Conference USA patch. This is game worn Richard Hogan's from the Tennessee game in 96. I don't know if you know that. I probably shouldn't have it on. It should probably be in a shadow box in my office, but I wear the heck out of this thing. But it's it is game, game week. week. We got football on Friday, 7 p.m. Simmons Bank, be there or be a freaking square. Except it's going to pour down rain, I think, right now. I don't it's think gonna it's going to rain. Don't put things. that, don't, it's too early in the week. Don't put that bad juju on the spring game. Oh. Oh. Don't talk about weather. What are you looking forward to seeing Friday night under the lights, Teach? Uh, just a full scrimmage, honestly. <laughs> I believe the 
the the way they're doing it this year is great. Like I'm pretty sure they're drafting the teams tonight or tomorrow. I believe they said. And uh, whoa, it's going to be a straight up scrimmage whoa, for two whoa, quarters. Whoa, whoa, what? I didn't know this yeah, was I mean, happening. They're drafting teams. We're not doing a one versus one versus one offense defense. It's like fully just drafted teams. Yeah, I think they're going to try to divvy up the team into like some form of draft. And I mean, I guess I don't know. Maybe That's I misunderstood, but. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a full-on scrimmage for two quarters. That is great. I love that. Yeah. So we're going to – who's the captains? I mean, from a a fan's perspective, that's like live football. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They didn't give me that much information. But, I mean, that's all. People have been talking about, uh, you know, schools using their spring game to scrimmage one another. Similar to what I get if you guys watch Hard Knocks at all, similar to what some of those teams do where they'll practice during training camp and then maybe have a scrimmage. But that's a legit way to do I like that, doing a little inter-squad draft and then just going at it to like real live football as opposed to kind of more situa- situational stuff. Situation, I, li- yeah. I like that a lot. Wow. I did not know that. All right. Um Gosh, that's got me more excited than I realized. I think I threw off your answer, but the easiest thing to say was like, see what the offensive line looks like. See the uh, see the wide receivers. Someone's yeah. going to stand out. It happens every spring game. You and I already know who it is. Who's going to stand out? That's us here nor there. It's Darius James. We know, right? I uh, yeah. Um, One for me is receivers. I think and. I would. We've talked about it so much. I want to see one dude as a running back really stand out and be like, okay, he's the guy. I don't know that you're going to get that in a spring game, but it would be cool. I don't know. I think the. Yeah, I think you're going to see a get the ball. The bet on day it's going to be sudden because the dudes at home, no matter what. Um. I think that's I to day who's going to stand out. Sudden, it's just used yeah. in so many different ways. I could see that. Um, there's only one thing I'm looking forward to on the defensive side. That's the opportunity to watch Simeon Blair play safety again and just absolutely just be a director on that side of the football. All right, we've had a couple – TJ already mentioned this a little bit. A couple of guys transfer out already. Uh, Tyrell Rabby, DB, Ladarius Polk out of here, which was weird because I felt like he got a lot of play last year. So I'm not – I don't know. I guess that just means maybe Joel Williams, Simeon Blair, like Cam Smith, those guys are kind of taken over at the safety area. Uh, James Stewart, which also feels that's a little bit of a cut to the depth on the D-line. He was seeing some time last year. I mean, definitely backing up uh, Jalen Allen, right? So kind of yeah. interesting to see that. And then James uh, Quinley also hit the portal. So four guys seems a little early. Um, you figure they would have at least made it all the way through spring, but I guess if the writing's on the wall or you're being told, hey, probably a better opportunity somewhere else, you go ahead and put it in. Um, on the flip side of that, we did get a commitment today Uh May not sound exciting as a headline, but kickoff specialist Tristan Vanderberg from uh, Ohio, U, U of Ohio, yeah. 
Maction squad yep. committed today. Um, I am again, doesn't sound like it's a big deal, but given some of our kickoff situation the last year, I will take a true dedicated kickoff specialist that has uh, some time under his belt kicking the ball off. Yeah, they've definitely put in a huge focus on the special teams this year. From everything I've seen so far, it's been special teams focused no matter what. Uh, Last year, we had two kicks go out of bounds. In the Um, same – was it only two? It felt like a lot more. Well – it may have been more. I'm trying to think. I know you had two. You also rotated two different guys at kickoff. You did Tanner Gillis sure, and Noah Grant. Because well, so you just couldn't find somebody to do out. it consistently. Sure. And I think that if you can add Vandenberg, and that's a guy who's putting it out of the back of the end zone, maybe, getting touchbacks every time, or you're just, limiting those returns. I mean, that's, just that's a game keeping changer. It, even if he just keeps it in the field of play. Sure. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm all about it. Um, we'll see. I'm, I think you and I both, everybody else around is, I think at the conclusion of spring between now and the start of fall camp, there will probably be more attrition, more subtraction, but also more addition. There could be one or two guys here or there that we weren't necessarily thinking about or positions. We weren't thinking about getting in some additions there that they could add some guys going in. So you know, that's the day this, this how it is nowadays is the portal is active yeah. and uh, you know, just something we'll have to watch as we go through the summer uh, from an football alum standpoint, Tej, I don't think you were out there. I didn't go out there. I watched a little bit of it, but the uh, showboats by their QB one Brady white got their season underway on Saturday afternoon, took the L to uh, what are they? The Philadelphia stars. Is that right? Um, I think that's right. Yeah, something like that. You know, not a bad showing. Looked like a decent crowd out there. I think they were saying there was no official number reported, but I saw. I want to say it was a daily Memphian uh, said it was between fifteen and eighteen thousand. So a good, good little crowd for the first game. I think they sat everybody <laughs> on the home side. Another, which we've always, I've always heard and been told that it's impossible to film four games from the away side of the stadium. And you know what they did on Saturday? They sat everybody on the home side and the TV cameras were set up on the away side. So if they could figure that out as a part of these stadium renovations, I think that would go a long way as far as our uh, TV viewers uh, viewability goes. Cause sometimes it's rough, especially in those sunny games and other stuff where people go and sit on the home side, it can look rough on that side of the stadium. Yeah. But uh, Showboats didn't pull it out. Brady got the ball back with a minute and a half, 80 yards to go, and it felt like old time. It felt like (laughs) he was going to do it again. Could he lead another come-from-behind victory in the fourth quarter? He was 16-29, to two tutties, and a pretty bad pick. Didn't play his best game ever. I think he Mm -hmm. even got benched for a drive or two in the second quarter. Um, But we'll be interested to – Keep keep watching Brady and the showboats throughout the uh, rest of the year. Yeah, I, I I didn't get to watch it, or I kind of didn't go. I should word that. I, I kind of stopped in and looked at it. It looks like a relatively good game. I mean, in terms of yeah, what you're I mean, working with, I mean, Brady, Alex Collins, there's some local guys in there relatively. I mean, that's Arkansas, but um, yeah. 
depending on where you're at. I mean, there's there's familiar names you could see there. Hey, it's spring and it's it's a decent product. Football's here. We'll take it. Yeah. Um, final thing before we get into this vanilla under pressure porter, huge win in Oxford for the baseball team last week. TJ, I don't know if you saw this. Uh, went down to Oxford. They were down nine to seven in the last inning and hit back to back to back. Yeah, count them. That's three home runs to beat the Rebs 11 to nine, the defending national champs 11 to nine in Oxford last week. So shout out to the baseball team. Uh, they are sitting, we looked at it earlier, one game above 500, um, 19 and 18. So not the worst year, not the best year, kind of right there in the middle of the pack. They have lost their first three American series. Uh, they won a game in each of those series, but lost each of the series two to one to first one to Tulane. Then they lost the series to Cincy. And then this past weekend, wrapping up yesterday in Orlando, they lost the series to uh, UCF. They'll face off against Houston this weekend. Um, so if you want to get out there Saturday or Sunday, I would say Friday, but we got Friday night stripes and we need the uh, Simmons bank packed up. So sorry, baseball team. We'll support you Saturday. And we'll support you. Just maybe or head over there before the game. I think they start first pitch at six. You get an hour of baseball in and then head over to the football spring game. Yeah. You got to think last year was a 26 win baseball team. So they're on pace, I would say, to, to beat that out currently. I, I know it doesn't really translate so so evenly like that. But in your first helm, you could beat the previous year's record. I, I think it's a great job by KJ. Uh, yeah, good things are coming for that baseball program. I mean, I will say this: they're not getting rocked in conference. I mean, they're yeah. losing to one run game. You know, like they lost the series winning game at Tulane in extra innings, six to five. Played eleven innings in that one. Uh, lost the series winning game to Cincy by two runs, five to three. You know, they're not getting just absolutely yeah. smoked. Lost the series winning game to UCF by two, eight to six. Like. Um, they're definitely improving. So yeah, shout out to KJ and, and what he's uh, hopefully uh, setting the foundation for for the future of Memphis baseball. All right, TJ, let's jump into this uh, meddlesome. Good, I said man. it before, dude. This was, I mean, it was like a dessert. <laughs> it wasn't as thick as a milkshake, but it had a milkshake taste. I didn't know what to expect. I'm not a big porter guy. I liked it. I'm not going to lie. I liked it too. Um, I did not sense that you liked it after you took the first sip because I think you said, hmm, that's no, interesting. Just, okay. That's good. I enjoy it. I mean, you can definitely taste the vanilla, but it's not like overpowering vanilla, which is like perfect to me. I really, yeah. I this has been delicious. And it's surprising to me. I was going to say that, you know, with this, I don't know if I could have two, but I think I could have two of these. So that's where I was going. I would drink a pint. I don't know if I'd want it, but I definitely could. Oh, yeah. A pint would be a good happy medium there. Yeah. I don't know that I would do two full 12ers, but I would do a, a pint for sure. This feels like a good one pint beer. That's how I'm putting it. What? Um, um, think of this can. It's okay. I mean, what? That's the vanilla plant, I'm assuming. 
Yeah, it's a vanilla bean, and then uh, and then there's like the a pressure pressure yeah, thingy. I mean, it's okay. It's not great by any means. It's real, real boring. I'm not gonna lie. Real, real I'll be honest. It doesn't look like a beer can. Like, yeah, I don't really the, know what's going just, on. Just the art and everything around it. You can't see it. That's bad. I'm so confused. This isn't a label. I can't scratch this off. This is like printed on here. What? Yeah, you're right. It's like painted on there. It's not a sticker, Teed. You can stop scraping. <laughs> it ain't coming off. Um, Can oh. is not blowing me away at all. No, it's not. So I'm going to... I mean, let's try this again. It's just, it almost feels like, like a root beery kind of can. You know what I mean? Hmm. I'm going to say from a can's perspective, I'm, I'm going like six flat. You, you did better than me. That's what it feels I'm like. Maybe like a five, seven. I think they played it safe, but it was a little too safe. Five, see, five felt harsh to me, so I wasn't going to go that low. But so harsh. I'm pretty sure that makes it the worst can. Nope, I take that back. Not the worst can for me. What was the worst can? Uh, Wise Acres Oktoberfest. Nope, nope. Ghost River Oktoberfest. Oh yeah, that was your lowest. Oh no, you hated the the Prince Mango can from Memphis Made. Really? Yeah. Great beer. What about the beer itself for you? This is good. And if it, like I said, a pint, I would take a pint of it. It's very, it's a great after dinner brew. Very desserty. This is up there for a port or two. I really like the vanilla. It's not overpowering, but it's enough to get the vanilla taste. I'm going like, Tease this was an eight two for me. I have a down a one. I think it was really good. Like I, I normally again not a porter guy. Yeah, but there it's not like super thick where I'm like Bleh. it's not. But yeah, but it good. tastes great. Yeah, wow. Turns out we like this beer. I almost said eight one, and I I don't know something at the end right there before I spit it out said give it a two, add that point one. It's good, man. I recommend Delicious this brew. One. Absolutely. Under pressure. 100%. All right. Get out to Simmons Bank this Friday. Support the Tiger football team. TJ and I will be back next week with another edition. Until then, grab a cold brew. Stay for the hot take. Peace. Episode 22, Double Deuce. If you enjoyed this episode of Tigers Untapped, please leave a like and a comment wherever you download your podcasts. Head over to BluffCityNIL.com for comprehensive coverage of Memphis Tiger Athletics. We will see you back here next week.